at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? This show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll. Try to keep up. Turn up the AC. Stay cheating up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour. Yo. Yo, welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. It's the last ghetto version of the podcast. I'm getting a hold of my equipment. Um, Tuesday, it's now Sunday. Uh, and I'm here with my standard New York co-host, Mr. Scott Sharp. How's it going, everybody? I'm back. I'll answer for them. Good. Um... Me and Scott just ate my favorite sandwich in New York City. That can't be your favorite sandwich. What's yours? Uh, probably a bomb me from this place called Bunker Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, what kind of sandwich do you get? It's just like a Viet... It's a bomb me, you know what that is? It's like spicy no, sausage. No. Yeah. Okay. Matt, there's a bodega mm-hmm. around my place. Right. And they, it's just a normal, it's kind of just a normal New York. But my friends from Colorado also come in and rave about it. So maybe I, maybe it is that good. To me, it's just a normal bodega. So it's kind of funny to be that excited about a cold cut. Well, I mean, you're right. <laughs> but you're also wrong. Because that's my, I feel like everything is on a certain level out here. You can walk Everything goes on a high standard, grade A level out here, but USA Deli definitely the prices definitely <laughs> makes the best cheesesteak. Yeah, at a bodega. No, they're solid. I just mean there's a lot of bodegas doing good stuff. If you walk in, you can tell the bodegas that their food is going to be whack because it just looks like it hasn't been cleaned. Yeah. in a while, and like the. The glass where the cold cut meat is, it's like fogged out. It, or it's like, is it even cold in there? You know? I got, but... a, bad, I got a bad one last night. <coughs> I got a bad one last night up in Bushwick. <coughs> You're staying Because in Bushwick. my theory is much like yours is uh, most of them, and I mean 99% of them, are good. And so I went up to, the, you know, I ordered a turkey sandwich. They didn't even speak English at this one. Like, not even... Um, like, Which is a good like sandwich. They didn't even know sandwich English words. <laughs> and so they kept asking me in Spanish, like, you want, you want this? I could tell they asked me if I wanted something. I was just going, what? It was like five in the morning. I was like all worn sandwich. out. I was like, what? How do you... What? It's the only thing you guys make. How what? Learn? And I just go, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it on there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's fucking killing me. White um, sauce, hot sauce. They all scream that. I think that's a New York thing. Maybe. I think it's just, it has a lot to do with this was my joint. Yeah, when I just I lived forget here. you went there when you lived around here. Yeah. What fills in the bodega in, a, in LA? Where do you go to get at four in the morning to get a turkey sandwich? Well, you're, de- you're dealing with a different beast. Like, not much is open at 4 a.m., and I'm not really out at 4 a.m. But the taco truck is huge, the diner is huge. Yeah, you gotta love it. There's diner. options. But it's not the same thing, which is why I get excited coming out here. I will like go 12 hours without eating just to eat my favorite slice 
right. my favorite sandwich, my favorite whatever, just because I want, I want, I want to enjoy it. <laughs> I don't want to be like, ah, I could eat. I want to be like, I'm starving, yeah. dude. Like, like Chris Farley in that sketch, like, lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just start getting excited when I fucking, when I come out here. Just, I start thinking about like what I'm going to eat. It's good, yeah. Like, That's one of my favorite parts out here is the food. Like, I came out here to open for Tom at Caroline's, which is, like, huge. It was, like, it's an incredible it's club. Yeah. But all I could think about was that turkey sandwich I just ate, and I finally got around to it today. <laughs> Man, there's a bunch of Denver comics have stayed in the building when they're out here and love USA Deli. And this guy went home, and they have a restaurant, and they, like, have a dish from, the like, the chicken over rice inspired by Usa Deli. So I told the... They're Usa. All, they're all from... <laughs> just to, just let the audience know, it's called USA. But we call it Usa. But Scotty's yeah, a smart hour. Usa. Um, Usa. These, all these, these dudes, they're all from Yemen. It's a crazy story. These, they're all from Yemen. They're you know from these one guys? family. Yeah. Oh, wow. One family, all from Yemen, which the U.S. drone attacks constantly. So they're here. They love America, though. They're here working, and what they do is they work 12-hour shift on, 12 off, make a bunch of money, and then they all have houses in Egypt and on the beach in Yemen, and then they take, like, six months to a year vacation, and then they come back and just fucking grind it out in they're, that deli, and then they take a vacation. They're the true Americans, because they, they believe in the American spirit. Yeah, that founded this country. Well, they like which uh, is just like work your fucking ass. Yeah, up they look and make at money. what most people do is you work five days and then you get two off. It's like what? Why the fuck you do that? You can't even enjoy the two days because right. you're worried already about. They're like put it in for a year and then take a year <laughs> off and have some break. Right, you know, and you yeah, gotta respect yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are king of the deli. It's not like you walk in there and... Ah, dude, and, they've been open 24 hours for 30 years. But I mean, like, when you walk in there, they're not your servants. No. Like, you're in their house. Yeah, they don't so have to be nice So it's not like they're slaving. They're like, you get what you get, motherfucker. And you know you're going to get something good. And they're all wearing really nice clothes and really nice jewelry watches and, and really nice jewelry. And their hair is like a nice cut, you know? Mm -hmm. You can tell they're doing... They do well. They did change the name from God Bless Deli to USA Deli, though. But if you call, I just think get, that's interesting. If you call and get pickup, they still answer the phone. God bless. Because I think which is that's nice. kind of cute. Actually, it is nice. I think I think like like everything has to be in the name of God in some cultures. Right. Yeah, they're uh, they have one. Well, it's just good marketing too. It's like let's just call it USA Deli. Yeah. You can't hate that. God, we love America. Exactly. It's right there in the title. But they do. That's the thing. And you could be like, I love God. And everyone's like, which God? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which God one? are we talking about, man? Because like, if you like my God, that's cool. But if you like your God, fuck you, dude. We're going to fight. <laughs> you're talking about Jesus, right? But if you're like, I love America, everyone's like, hell yeah, I'll take a turkey on wheat. Yo, this guy's nice. <laughs> So they own this one, and then they own another uh, one in the where? in the Bronx. Oh, okay. USA Deli, same thing though. But like they switch. Does anyone ever go to the Bronx or Staten Island? Do you know anybody that goes yeah, to these two totally. boroughs? I think underrated, both of them. Okay. I know a couple comics that have a Bronx deal, like three fifty a month, and it's like in a bedroom from a guy that like. 
lived, has been in the apartment forever and he has an extra room or something. He yeah. wants to make a little money and... But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be rough. There's areas that you, you wouldn't, I think, want to go. Right. But and you're riding that train for, like... gems. You're riding that train for, like, an hour, right? An hour and a half or what? How's it's it work? closer than Greenpoint is because it's just on an express train. It just goes straight. You're just, boom, two, three stops right there. There's nothing. Not get on the G. Fucking almost hang yourself before it comes. Yeah, but here's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do a set in Manhattan... And then go to USA Delhi, and then go to the Bronx. Yeah. that's going to be a trip. No, you just have to come here. And you, there's one, but they switch off like the people that work at them. So you'll mm-hmm. see like a crew for a while, and then you'll be like, "Where did what's his face go?" Like there's a guy that has a big old scar going down the the middle of his head. He like fell off a scaffolding. Uh-huh. But one night I saw they, they don't get like you were saying like they don't get fuck pushed around in their place. Yeah. So one night I'm in there late. You know, a lot of people come in drunk, and this, like, punk dude comes in, leather jacket, with spikes around, like, everything, like, classic skinny black jeans, combat boots, and he comes in, and he goes, uh, sell me, uh, like, a single cigarette, like a Lucy. (laughs) Right, right. And they were like, sorry, dude. Like, the dude at the register was like, sorry, dude, we don't, we're not. It's like, sorry, cigarettes are still $15. Yeah, like, we don't, we don't, we're not selling Lucy's. And he's like, sell me a cigarette. And they were like, no. And he's hammered. And then he, the guy... Just throws a temp- temper tantrum and knocks over like a big display of lighters, uh-huh. and they go everywhere. And the guy with the scar down his head, who, who had been quiet the whole time, s- sets the knife down in a way that everyone goes, "Oh, what's that sound?" Walked all the way around the cold cut thing, walked around, grabbed this dude by the face right. skin, right? Which I didn't know you could really do, but it was like super effective. You know, it's like by sure. the cheeks, and the guy's like. And, yeah, he, yeah. and he walked him outside and then basically just like slowly like put him down. So he's on the, and the guy's like pissed off and kind of crying like, I'm going to sue you. And the guy just goes, no, you're not. And it's walked not back in his sue. It's not punk to sue. Right. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> you can't Don't sue. be bringing that mohawk You can't listen to Pennywise and Come sue. Come on, man. But yeah, those dudes, they're nice guys. The Usadeli guys. I'm surprised I've never seen the face grab before because it seems like it'd be something very effective. I had never, you, I'd never seen anybody use the face grab, but it was like he just grabbed two handfuls of cheek. Yeah. And then the guy's natural, his hands went to his arms, but there's not exactly. much you can do. Not, you can't do anything. And then he was walked out of the establishment. Someone's telling me if you like fish hook somebody. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good one too. Like well, grab them on the inside, grab by their cheek by the inside of their mouth and just rip. No, just hold on to them because it's like the same oh, deal. It's like right. they really don't know what to do because they right. can't. If they, if you hit someone's arm, like this is going to rip your face a little bit, you know. Yeah, I. It's, I'm sure it works. I'm hoping not to get into I don't a situation because that's I a need tough to one too. Or... You got to know what you're doing because they can bite the shit out of you if you do it wrong. And yeah, now you don't have a they're finger. Put, yeah, they're putting now your fingers your in finger some dude gone. you're fighting's mouth all of a sudden. Yeah. Yum. Speaking of fighting, and I think you heard me talk about it on stage a little bit. On Friday night, me and Tommy Segura were walking down the street on like McDougal or Bleecker or something like that. West Village. And two people were, were beating the Christ out of each other. And there's a dude, there's a black dude with a mohawk uh, breaking up the fight. Was it up like a bouncer of a place? Was he wearing all well, black? Well, I say, I say to Tommy, I go, that's Cuba Gooding right there. Oh, and he's man. like, yeah. He goes, yeah. And, and, and then we're watching it some more. Because it's like, we don't really want to cross. We don't want to go through the fight, because that's how crazy it is. It's going back and forth across the street. Right. 
And um, what time is it at? It's probably about one a.m. Yeah, midnight, something like that. And uh, I'm like, "Yo, you ever seen a an Oscar winner break up a fight like that?" And Tommy's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man." And then I'm like, "Yo," he goes, and then and then he just goes. After about three minutes of watching this fight, he goes, "Yo, that that is Cuba Gooding Jr." I go, "I know. I told you that like three minutes ago." Yo, it's Cuba Gooding Jr. He's like, look, man. That's hilarious. It was Cuba that Gooding is a crazy Jr. story. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. Did it make the he- press or anything? Nah, 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 nah. And Tommy even tweeted it out. Like, hey, way to break up that fight, Cuba Gooding Jr. But you can tell, like, Cuba Gooding doesn't, um, he doesn't tweet that much. He's not on Twitter that much because his last tweet is from, like, September yeah. or August. And uh, so relate. he didn't really get involved. <laughs> yeah, I can too. But I was hoping he's like one of these celebrities that's always on Twitter. So he could be like, yeah, Tom Segura, you know, that, this, that, and the other. And um, this old man was also trying to break it up. My theory, because we got to the cellar later and somebody said that they had just seen Cuba Gooding do a Broadway show. Like right. a couple hours beforehand. And these were like these skinny, like pretty boys fighting with like Australian or English accents. Which makes me think they were actors. You know, you ever read like Rolling Stone magazine and you hear like these actors like to like get in fights and get drunk well, they don't and they really try to be have, cool and everything. Yeah, that's really all they have is just once the play or the shoot is over. Yeah. I don't think actors really know what to do with themselves. They don't themselves. know what to do with themselves. They're, you know? Yeah. You can put a bunch of scarves on, you can put a bunch of rings on, and, you know, but it's like, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, no, they need they need someone else to write something for them. Yeah. So sometimes they just go ape shit. They I kick the Christ out I of I think each other. we actually have talked about just how insane actors, you gotta love them. I mean, we need them. We depend on them. We depend on them. I if, love If I didn't have good... television and movies, yeah, it's a big part of my life, but... When the when between like cut you and let them did you see between action and cut Meryl Streep speech at the Democratic National Convention was you would think at least she could put f- five minutes but without the script and without pretending to be someone else it was embarrassing was it really it was horrific well I'll I'll pull it up on YouTube All after right. All right. it's uh, and I love her as an actress why don't you, you pull know? it up right now. Let's right. try this out. Should we try we, it out? Yeah, yeah. Listen, right. I, we apologize to the audience if this isn't one hundred percent, but I, uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna turn out kind of nice. I think that. And I also be... just think you get what you get for free. Unfortunately. Sorry, everybody. Um, no, they're actually really happy because they've been listening to me talk to myself for like. Two I thought weeks for in a row. sure. I, at, when I quit being on, I was on all winter, and then I didn't. I thought I'd get a tweet or something about what about leaving. Oh. No one cared. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. They care. They're just they're just they have so much to deal with. They listen to like everybody that listens to this podcast listens to like a hundred and eight other podcasts. You got people, the real people fans. follow follow Scott Sharp. What is it? Scott At Sh- Sharp Comedy for the love of yeah. God. Actually YouTube uh is where I put a lot of my stuff. So just search YouTube Scott Sharp Comedy. There you go. Um all right, so here's Meryl Streep. Let's see if we can get the audio. Let's see if this works out. See what you think about this. <laughs> this is... She's an Oscar nominated for saying words amazing. You know, okay. She's definitely an Oscar winner, right? Yeah. So this is three months ago at one of the weird conventions that they do, and they gave Meryl Streep four minutes, and this is what happened. Okay. We're probably going to get an ad. That's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy shit. So it starts out with just the devil screaming. Mm. 
Get it, man. Oh, 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 We got some fight left in us, don't we? Fuck yeah, we do. What does it take to be the first female anything? It takes grit and it takes grace. She's real okay now. Deborah Sampson was the first woman to take a bullet for our country. She served disguised as a man in George Washington's Continental Army. What? History lesson. I and she fought to defend a document that didn't fully defend her. All men are created equal, it read. No mention of women. And when she took a, a blast in battle to her leg, she was afraid to reveal her secret. So she took out a penknife, she dug out the musket ball, and she sewed herself back up again. That's grit. Why is it Is that kind of just a weird... I honestly think she's not doing that And bad. Grace? Hillary Clinton has taken some fire. The only thing is she's making the thing like... She's making it about electing a woman. It's like that's not even the issue. We should, we should kind of avoid that in a way. Yeah. We should be like she's the one qualified for the job. This shouldn't be about like equal rights. Right. Keep going for a second. Yeah, go. I think let's she go. keeps going down here. Over forty years. I feel bad. I was too hard on her. This is it. Of her fight for families and children. How does she do it? That's what I want to know. Where does she get her grit and her grace? Where do any of our female firsts, our path breakers, where do they find that strength? Yeah, Sandra Day O'Connor, Rosa Parks, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman. <laughs> What's up? Right, well, maybe I was Sally wrong. Ride, I remember being Shirley Chisholm. It's the, these speeches are so fucking boring. I totally fell asleep in the middle of that. Yeah, I forgot we and were even. And so did that audience too. Right. So it's like, it's not your fault. All these speeches fucking suck. I They're feel boring. Like, imagine <laughs> though, with the amount of time that even a bad comedian has in front of people, yeah, you could go out with how nice they are at the beginning yeah. and just. Um, but anyway, actors are crazy. Actors are nuts. And there was this old actor there, too. I think he was, like, was after Cuba gave up. Cuba was kind of laughing it off, and he went back in a bar. And then this old dude was trying to break it up, and he just went down like a fucking redwood tree. Trying to... Just, went, just lost his balance. <laughs> Didn't put his hands out. <laughs> smacked on the fucking concrete. He got up and dusted himself and off. And then was done. And the reason I don't feel bad for him is because he didn't go, fuck you guys, I'm going home. He dusted himself off and went back into the bar to be like, hey, Cuba, can you help me out again? So he was obviously in love with these young pretty boys or whatever and just kind of wanted to be involved. Yeah. And he probably worked on the production, whatever they're doing. So it was a fucking sight. And, and dude, New York is more Hollywood than Hollywood. Hollywood's full of, like, dirtbags. Everybody's welcome. 
Everybody shows up that wants to be a what star. What kind of dirt bags? Like, like fucking like like just take Axl Rose for instance. Yeah, exactly. He's just like some white trash dude that showed up and won the lottery, did a great job with it and everything. But for every Axl Rose, there's like fucking they have his eight thousand Sebastian ego. Box. Right. That's a joke. There's like eight thousand people you never even heard of. There's there's, there's like tens of thousands of people. You never heard of. Just, and people just show up every day like, I'm going to be a star. Just good looking. But New York's got that fucking like, everyone's really like, actually good looking. Everyone's like <laughs> really like smart, actually has money. We were at uh, Tom's Hotel last night in the lobby and uh, you got to have like a room just to sit down in the lobby. Like that's how like happened right. in this lobby is. And I'm looking at this girl and I'm like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, I know that chick. She's a fucking actress. She's hot as shit. Was the hotel uh, down the Lower East Side? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And, uh... I think I know what you're talking about. I go, I go... I'm like, it's just killing me. I'm sitting for... Yeah, that ever happened to you? Like, you watch it... Even when you're watching a TV show... Yeah. And you go, this actor is from something else. I can't, I can't figure it out. Right. But I'm looking right at somebody, like, diagonal. And they're obviously staying at the hotel because they got a seat. And I was like, oh, that's fucking Juno Temple. Do you know who that is? No. She's in that show Vinyl. She's in The Dark Knight Rises. And like I, I pulled I up know who it is. I pulled up the phone and I like I Googled <laughs> her and I showed it to Tom. I'm like, that's her. And he's like, is that her? He's like looking at her. He's like looking at the thing. And then I'm like, I don't know. And then we're sitting there for a while and then and Tom goes, Does she have a British is she from England? Because we was like starting to hear her. Yeah. And I'm like, let me check. That's her! That's her! <laughs> English actress! You heard me like, sorry, love. She looked like, off. No, but that was the funny part. Like, she wasn't posh like that. She was like kind of cockney and like kind of gritty and dirty. If it's a hotel I'm thinking of, paparazzi, I always walk by it, and paparazzi just hang out there because it's just, that's just I believe like a it. true famous person. Yeah. Hang out. Yeah. I believe it. So I'm, I'm, I'm never surprised when I see celebrities. No. In New York. They're but people everywhere. leave them alone in New York. I they feel like do. I've heard that. Because, because everyone's like, too fucking, fucking cool. Talk to everyone's too fucking cool. Yeah. Well, and that, as they should be. I like that. I like that right. they're too cool. You know? Yeah. Like I saw Rod Stewart, which I know, I'm not a huge fan, but it's still cool to see him. I saw Rod Stewart walk in and I was like, I don't want to pick. Like, it's, I don't know, I feel lame to be like, hey, Rod, you know? I will say this, though. New York is the only place where I've ever been recognized. It's great. <laughs> Never once. this is so many people. Well, this is like twice I've been recognized. Like, probably in my life. Just the space that New York takes up isn't that people. big, too. I know, but you so see so many a lot people. of people I was in. in. I was in Times Square. It was crowded as fuck. And this dude's just like, full charge? Are you the full charge? No I'm way. Like, of course I'm the full charge. Who else would I be? I think the only time, or one of the two times I've been recognized... A couple times in Long Island City, but I played there so many times yeah. in two years. that. But I was on a first date with a girl, and we were taking the That's train the out to the beach. And right when we get on the train, this guy looks over and goes, Hey, man, I saw your set the other night. It was great. I was like, thank God. Like, yeah, no, it's the best. On a first date? Like, it doesn't get any better. It's the best. Let's face it. That's the best. I was talking to someone like have a service where for like comedians where like you tell them where you're going out to eat and yeah. someone's like, hey man. Like, yeah, not just for comedians, just for like anybody. Yeah, that like, could be good. Like if you're on a business meeting. If you're on a date and then you hire another hot chick to come up 
and go, oh my god, why haven't you called me? Yeah, exactly. You need to call me. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. It's nothing, we don't have really have a thing, I just need to hear from him. I just need closure. Yeah, yeah, whatever you guys are doing, it's fine, but (laughs) I need to hear from him. You guys have fun on your day. Call, I'm serious, call me, though, call me. And then just like, Just like an 11. And the girl's like way hotter (laughs) than the fucking pig you brought. (laughs) You're in. Because, and this is not my theory, this is like Adam Carolla's theory. Girls actually care about your resume. As right. far as like the girls you've gone out with, yeah, and dudes it, don't care. Date them; they want to know the next one too. Pull up a picture. I want to see her. I want to see her. Pull up a picture. If you've gone out with a ton of hot chicks, other girls are like, "He's got something." I There's don't know a what Seinfeld is. about that where Costanza brings around a picture yes, yes, of yes, that yes, model, yes, yes. and mm-hmm. it's just like, "Yeah, it's my ex," mm-hmm. and all the hotties are like, "Oh my god." I was going out with a like an actress slash we'll even call her a model. I think she modeled, and like everybody was on my nuts. <laughs> everybody was on my nuts then because they're like, "What the fuck's that guy got in his pants?" Or like, 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 how long can he listen to stories? He must be great. <laughs> how long can he listen to my day at work? Um, that was a glorious time. Let's call Craig. It's his birthday. Oh shit! In here. Oh look at you. Did they come through? Full charge? Craig did. Yeah, that's Craig. Alright, I still gotta send you Wendell. Let's see. Thanks for doing this, man. This is so no much better. <laughs> in a hotel in Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Let's see if this works. We don't even know if this is gonna work. If it does work. All my podcast equipment is completely obsolete. That's hilarious. Hello? Yo! Yo! Can you hear me? Oh, it's Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy birthday, dude. Thank you, money. We're here in New York City with Scott Sharp. What's up, Craig? Hey, how are you, man? I'm all right. Long time no see. This is my number. We use my phone. <laughs> Copy that. I almost didn't answer because it's in Colorado. My wife goes, they want money. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do want money. Um, That's right. But, you know, not as much as a fucking stranger wants. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, where are you right now? Uh, we just got back to the Casa, so we're in... Uh, Lovely downtown Irvine, where everything's as boring and as plain as it could possibly be. Yeah, but that's kind of how you want it, right? That's true. <laughs> Maybe not. Once you have a kid, though. What? It's, uh, yeah, once you have kids, you're like, can we keep it safe? You're like, no, no more gangsters, no more. No. no. Yeah, but and like, le- and weed is like legal and everything. Like, there's no danger in your life whatsoever. That's true. It's all true. I live in a... Basically, it's a resort. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there. It's fucking glorious. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Is it gated? <laughs> yeah, it's gated. It is. It is. That's what resorts are all about. Yeah. Keeping, keeping, right? keeping motherfuckers out. But we're about to move back to um, the hostile territories of non-gated community. But it's still in... Uh, it'll still be located in Newport. So it'll still be uber safe. You're going to be fine. <laughs> You're going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll still make it. What the fuck you been up to? Working? Yeah, dude, I've been working like crazy, like six days a week. 
and then I've just had like five days off, so I've just been doing uh, nothing but watching uh, movies. Mm-hmm. You, see, the high. you seen anything good before I call Wendell? I, I want a real review from you. Stranger Things is probably the greatest thing on television right now. I saw a bunch of people dressed up like that last night, like Winona and what? stuff. I saw a bunch of people dressed up like Winona and everything from yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, just just when you forgot about Winona Ryder, she comes back in the show and shows you how awesome she is. Did you like her in that? I loved her. Yeah, I always I always had a crush on her when I was young. But no, I thought in this movie, I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was amazing. I used to lose my mind over her in the early nineties, and then she went down yeah. for shoplifting. Yeah, but she was still cute yeah. while she did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. The reality bites Winona Ryder is probably one of the cutest girls of all time. Am I wrong? I haven't yeah. seen it. No, you're not wrong. Uh, the hottest Winona Ryder would be Dracula. Winona Ryder. Oh, okay. I just Bob remember. Stoker's Winona Ryder. Yeah, I just remember when she did that. First of all, that movie has Keanu Reeves in it. Right? right, and he can't lose that surfer accent, but it's supposed to be like fifteen hundred and sixty. He's yeah, like, yeah, I'm scared of the vampires, bro. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, and I also heard that like Francis Ford Coppola, when he was directing that, in order to make Winona cry, he just he just shouted things at her like, "You're who you whore, you fucking whore, you fucking pig, you piece of shit." And like she couldn't even work up the tears because she was like, "This that's, is, this is uncomfortable." That's I think you're talking about Shelley Duvall and Kubrick in The Shining. There's that, but there's definitely because I was obsessed with Winona for a bit, and I read her like Rolling Stone interview, and she's like, 